Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. On Tuesday, the Biden administration took a step toward being able to force water delivery cuts on states that rely on the drought-stricken Colorado River, the West's most important waterway. But the Interior Department declined to take a side on whether California or Arizona should bear the brunt of potential water cuts. Right now, that river supplies water to 40 million people, but it's in the midst of a 23-year drought that has shriveled its flows by 20%. Hotter, drier conditions fueled by climate change are expected to reduce supplies even more in the coming years, as the planet continues to warm. Now, the Biden administration is getting involved because the states who get water from the river haven't decided who should bear the brunt of those reductions. But it's also a political minefield for the administration, since Arizona and California, two states crucial to Democrats' 2024 electoral hopes, are on opposite sides of this fight. So today, Politico's Annie Snyder on why Biden is sidestepping taking a side in the Colorado River dispute. It's Wednesday, April 12th. So Interior on Tuesday put out a document that is seen as key towards shoring up its legal authority to act unilaterally to impose water delivery cuts on the states if it needs to. So a little bit of context here, Interior launched this process last fall at a time when things were looking really dire along the river. There were federal projections that came out last fall that showed that water levels at the two main reservoirs along the Colorado River could fall so low by the end of 2023 that we could be looking at a massive water and power crisis across really the Southwest and the Western region. And so looking at that dire scenario, Interior decided it needed to shore up its legal authority under the National Environmental Policy Act to act if it needed to, if the states couldn't agree to the sort of sizable cuts that were believed to be needed to head off that crisis. At the time, the department said it expected to put out three different alternatives in that environmental analysis. One, looking at what would happen if nobody took any action. Another, looking at a state-crafted solution that they were hoping would come to be. And a third, looking at what the feds would do with their authority if the states either didn't act at all or didn't act sufficiently. And so what the administration put out on Tuesday was that draft environmental impact statement. But the three options that it laid out were not the same three ones that it had teased back in the fall. The states never did come to a consensus on what they would do. They never reached a deal. And so what we had were two sort of competing state proposals, one that came from California and another that came from Arizona and Nevada with the backing of the four upstream states as well. And so the Interior Department on Tuesday decided, rather than putting out its own federally backed option in this proposal, it would instead lay out variations on those two state backed approaches to sort of show what they would look like, and then put that against the backdrop of a no action alternative. What would happen to lake levels? What would happen to the system if no cuts were made? Got it. So why is Interior sidestepping the question on whether California or Arizona, the two most closely watched states, both politically important, should take on bigger cuts? Is this designed to put more pressure on the states to come up to an agreement themselves? 
Exactly. The Interior Department said as much. They said on Tuesday when they released this plan that it had two main purposes. One was to shore up the legal authorities, like I said, and the other was really aimed at getting the states to negotiate and giving them sort of markers in those negotiations. And they said that these two options that they analyzed are sort of two ends of the spectrum and that they expect that that could sort of help push the states forward because it's really clear that the preference by far on the part of the Biden administration is for a state-crafted solution. That would take the political heat off them from making the decisions. But honestly, every administration, both Republican and Democratic in recent years, has preferred to let the states take the lead on these issues. If you've been to a hearing on Capitol Hill, there is nothing more contentious than the federal government sort of taking control of this very basic resource, water. That is an incendiary thing that everyone agrees that the states should lead on. There's no denying the fact that there is a major political overlay on this issue, especially going into 2020. 24. California, obviously a deep blue state, important to Democrats, and Arizona is this newfound swing state that has been crucial to Democrats' control of the White House and of the Senate in recent years. It would be a bit of a Sophie's choice for the Biden administration to have to choose between the two competing approaches backed by each of those states. For sure. And so what are the two scenarios or action options that Interior did decide to analyze and how do they reflect the different approaches pushed by California and Arizona? The first action option is really keyed off of California's preferred approach, which is effectively a priority system approach. This is the system that has governed water deliveries in the West for roughly a century that basically says you cut off the junior users, the newer users, entirely before you start reducing deliveries to the more senior users. That approach benefits California because, it, first of all, it has the largest rights to the river, and it has some of the most senior rights that are held by its agricultural users in Southern California. The other option that Interior analyzed is a variation on the one put forward by Arizona and five other states. And that would effectively apply the reductions across all of the users on a pro rata basis. And it's important to note that Interior did not lay out a preferred option among those two options or the no action option. It's really just detailing what each of those options would look like. Right. And so looking ahead here, so we've seen a parade of storms hit the West Coast this year. And and how does that impact the likelihood Interior will need to use these authorities and, and act anytime soon? Yeah, that's a really important point. The hydrological reality on the ground is very much a factor in what folks are thinking about. Like I said, when Interior launched this process last fall, things looked quite dire in terms of the hydrology. And this winter changed that in a big way. We saw a very robust snowpack in the Colorado River Basin. It's more than 150%. In California, it's more than 230%. While it is a different basin, it's related to the pressures on California. And so you're right, that does decrease the likelihood that we're going to see that near-term water and power crisis, that it decreases the likelihood that we're going to see water levels of these two main reservoirs drop close to that sort of trigger point for a water and power crisis in the next few years. And what we're talking about here really is just the next few years. The states are on the hook to negotiate new overarching guidelines for how the river operates beginning in 2026. And so this whole process that we're talking about is really just about trying to stabilize the system and avoid a disaster during these next few years while the states are negotiating on that longer term deal. The odds that we see that near term crisis have reduced significantly. However, 
First of all, it's important to note that Basin has not seen two back-to-back years of good rainfall or snowpack in quite some time. And so there's no knowing what next year or the year after is going to bring. And second of all, you know, a lot of this has to do with risk tolerance. And so there is still a very real possibility that Interior might decide that it needs to use these authorities in the next year or two. I would say that a lot of cynics out there would put a big question around acting on it in 2024, just given the electoral politics. But it is a possibility that Interior is leaving on the table right now. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.